Give me back tomorrow Taking all that I can stand Throw the weight of the world From the palm of your hand Gather round the fire Together we will rise Keep your feet on the ground Keep your eye on the prize Good morning, you're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Every Friday here on 1150 AM KKNW, I'll be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities that are guaranteed to lift your spirits. That song lifts my spirits. I miss him so much. He was one of our original artists in here way back. Well, I'm going to tell you a story. (laughs) So the owner of Soul Food uh, Coffee House Mm -hmm. passed away. So I, I saw him Sad. about a month ago at okay. Soul Food Coffee House. I okay. gave him the biggest hug ever, and he oh, sang a nice. beautiful song. And I'll tell you what happened. I cried for an hour and a half straight. I couldn't stop. I was just bawling and bawling. And what I was thinking, how uh, blessed my life is, mm-hmm. and all the kids that I worked through, that place and Soul Food. And I just visited a family who I had done shocker readings there. I met them there. and. So I'm seeing Clint up on the stage, knowing that the owner, who was super young, passing mm-hmm. away. I think I cried more that night than I cried in my whole Aww. life. It was a cleansing after this strange times we've been living in. So yeah. I cleaned out my uh, emotional closets, and now I feel like I'm good. I'm ready to go. I'm <laughs> sure there's a little extra left in there for other things, too. So you know, it kind of just all comes out sometimes. Well, Clint McCune. Yeah. ClintMcCuneMusic.com. Yes. Beautiful man, and I will have him back now that things are starting to roll. He's on Orcas Island right now, one of my favorite islands in the world. And joining me this morning is Samantha Blodell. Welcome, Samantha. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Speaking of Orcas Island, how do you know Orcas Island? Um, my my wonderful sister. Um, we used to own a restaurant in Seattle, and she decided to answer a personal ad to meet a man on Orcas. Because <laughs> he said he was looking for an island girl. And so she um, she went on the date, went on the ferry and all that that entails to get there. And she just fell in love with the island. So as soon as she got there, she was there. And so she was there for, um, uh, I think, um, like 15 maybe a little bit longer than 15 years, but it was her heart. It was definitely her heart. And I, lo- I love it too. I absolutely love it. I just haven't been there for about three years now, <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking forward to um, going there and seeing all the wonderful places that she loved. Well, and Orcas Island is super special to me. And um, I was going through some dark times and who did the polar bear plunge with me, but your sister Babs. <laughs> and I, I just watched that, you know, a month ago, saw the pictures of her giving me the biggest hug ever. Um, and I, the fact that we have that photo is, is, is means so much to me. And what happened and what I know of your sister and probably you too, is that you're givers. You are the biggest givers ever. And your sister's a hugger, a hugger, like there's no hugger. And what happened is that uh, she had a stroke. And I remember you, uh, her, you know, you taking care of her and her moving to Mount Vernon with you and you guys coming to some of my classes. And I remember her pulling me aside and saying, Dina, I kind of did this to myself because I don't know how to love myself. I don't know how to stop doing this thing I do. And and you know that. And so that's what we're going to talk about this show is, is is how much 
And you say our energy matters. Our energy matters. And when you're running without that energy and you give too much, the universe is going to pull you aside and teach you a lesson, do you think? Yes. Yeah, unfortunately. And and, and I know people, we don't want to sound like we're victim shaming, but it really is true that when you get your energy so out of your heart space that you it, it it starts to affect the whole body it can't not affect it love love is what we're supposed to be living off of and we're we're so busy love getting everybody else to love themselves we just don't have have any more energy for us you know so yeah when i started that, doing my healing work i definitely wasn't coming from a grounded space at all i was giving my energy away and that's when the our energy matters showed up because i had a client who was like us voluptuous beautiful and she just couldn't stop hugging and kissing people but her her friend was sick very very sick and she bent over backwards for this woman and i saw her in a matter of three months lose her life and that's where the our energy matters came from and she actually lived on Camino island long before i was there and she wrote me a card about uh, me being right about the resentment and the anger of her having a vacation home when she was never on vacation. Um, but she couldn't stop it. She couldn't stop it. And um, so that's where the book, uh, the name came, Our Energy Matters. And she's in the book. So you're in a space now where you're finding that you have more time to take care yeah. of you than ever. How's that feeling for you? Um, it's, it's strange, <laughs> but it feels... But actually, I have to say, it's a very freeing feeling because, um, well, my sister passed away. My husband now passed away about six months ago. And um, even though he wasn't officially my dog, (laughs) the dog that was my sister's boyfriend's dog uh, also passed away about a month and a half ago. And so every person that was kind of supporting the way I was um, is now gone and so all of a sudden I'm like oh I have all this time what do I do with it I guess I better start loving myself and taking every bit of healing that I can get so that I can I guess you would say channel that love I felt for all of them um, into who I'm supposed to be now so it's a big um, identity crisis in a way, but it really is so freeing too. Because I'm like, I could do anything I want now. <laughs> All the possibilities. So, yeah. And we it's, had our little talk the other day, and it's okay to feel good and, 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 and get past that you've done something wrong or the guilt or whatever it is that we go through, because we're kind of putting ourselves through, we're torturing ourselves a little bit. That when you feel good, you almost feel like you need to pull yourself out of that energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> there again, it's just kind of strange. You're, you're so um, used to, as we know, people reflect back to you your life. So suddenly when you don't have that reflection, you really have to dive deep into kind of reflecting your own energy for you. <laughs> and it's so it's very um, unusual space to be in. And uh, but at the same time, it kind of feels like, oh, I, I just feel supported for some reason by 
it's almost like they got out of the way on purpose. It feels like it is a higher purpose for this. So I don't know what that is. (laughs) Well, and Samantha Samantha and I met through Reiki. That's how we met. And gosh, we've been together probably 17. I don't know. It's been a long time. And we've been, uh, it's, it's a lifetime friendship. I can already tell you that much. But I've never heard you say things the, the way you're saying things now. Before you were kind of thinking about doing it, <laughs> and now you're actually you're doing it. You're you're um, how do I say that? I, I think you are in a place where you get it. I, and I always I went through that. I I get it now. I get it. There's a part where you're saying it, and you know you need to do it. And then there's a part where you you got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a an ailment with my, with my hip and my leg. And so I'm trying to heal it. And so I'm doing any, it sounds funny, but any, before I was a doer. So I'd be like, Oh, I don't have time for that massager. I don't have time for that healing. And now any, my, anybody comes to me and says, can I do a healing? I'm like, yes, right now. (laughs) And um, so that self-love is very prevalent. I mean, I'm very much about now going, no, and change your, when you go down that spiral, sometimes it happens randomly because something reminds you of your loved one that's gone. You just have to, not saying that that's bad, we all got to grieve, but it really is about me stopping myself going, okay, I love myself and actually hugging myself and imagining my sister hugging me because she was such, uh, so many people, Babs hug was a, a big, a big thing for a lot of our friends. They were like, as long as I get my hug, I'm okay. <laughs> and that's that Reiki, the energy uh, that we do, the energy work. And, and then too, the word you've been having boundaries probably for a year though. I've, I and now you really like I can tell you you put your foot down. You're using your root <laughs> chakra and your power chakra and your throat chakra. And, and again, like there's times where people want to get to you when it's your time. It's your time, and you've got to make that time. But if we're constantly, I say the doormat or bending over backwards or or accommodating other people, oh gosh, then we just forget about ourselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, and that's, you know, like we said, it does lead to diseases. It does lead because disease, um, a lot of people have um, autoimmune now, and that has everything to do with them. So moving away from who they truly are, that their body doesn't recognize them anymore, you know, and their energy. So then they're like, wait a minute, that energy is not us we're going to start attacking it, you know? And so, so many people just really need to realize that maybe what they've been programmed to believe they are, they need to have the courage to create a new identity. And I like that you say programming because I believe in past lives too. So we've had lives and this, we have lives in this life, multiple lives of, you know, especially when you're in a service job, you are taught to smile and be nice and to bend over backwards. That's just how it is. Uh, I remember my daughter um, when she was waiting tables. I mean, it took her three or four years to go. I don't really want to hang out with that person. But because she was doing this job where it didn't matter if they treated you poorly, you just were nice to them, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. she's a little bit more, she's aware of it, but she's not doing the job anymore. So service industries kind of make us do things because it's our job. Customer right. service, Right. And we grew up in a restaurant, uh, Babs and I, in, in Charleston, South Carolina, and um, 
And it was all about, you know, let's say I got home from school and I was doing my homework, but they needed help. What did I do? I got up and then, so it, it was ingrained in us that I guess you would say it meant, people meant more than we did. I hate to say it, but it really was true when you grow up in a restaurant. So it really uh, kind of set Babs and I in motion, even though we're loving people anyway, um, <laughs> to be that way, to always be thinking about what other people need and not, not as much. I mean, we knew what we needed, but we just really put it on the back burner. So Very back burner. I like that because that's what we almost have to see what we have to see it. So that's why that time alone, which is now what you get and what I've gotten is I can see the habits. I can see the dysfunctional behavior, the codependency, the I could see that I always wanted to fix something that was broken. Oh, God, I don't even like saying everything I just said makes me so sad because I spent so much time doing for others. And when you try to lift people to a place that they're not able to get to by themselves, you're sabotaging yourself. And they're not going to appreciate it anyways. And they're not going to be holding that energy very long because you're going to walk away. They're going to fall. And then you're like a little kid trying to pick them up again. And now you're, you're burnt out and you're tired. And then we get to a point where we do get sick. Like you said, that dis-ease. I mean, I had rheumatic fever. I know exactly what that was teaching me. Why well, I had a naturopath say, Dina, tell me what you do all day. And when I told him what I did all day, he goes, you are killing yourself. You need to stop. There's nothing I can give you if you want to over, over accommodate everyone in your life in spite of your own health, right? So the heart, it's rheumatic fever. I had to learn self-love 101. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, um, it's, <laughs> and it, it's one of those things where there's such a contradiction in, especially the United States about if you're doing self-love, you're selfish. Um, there's, I don't know where the, I guess the, the thing is because people always feel like that tribe mentality of you got to help the other person and you got to, you know, and, um, but many times I've found over the years with all this work I've done is that I, you know, when I help somebody, I'm actually stopping on their journey because they didn't learn, they didn't learn. And, and, and if, Yes, we would love everything to be really easy and effortless. And it is for the most part, but we're still in a human world. And if we just give stuff to people, um, they don't appreciate it. They don't see what, they don't feel it unfold, the actual energy of it unfold for them. And so they don't understand the whole, the energy we put out or the energy they put out. And so it really is about if, 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 if there's a problem in your life, any kind of problem, you need to stop and like even put your hand on your heart and go, is this my truth? Is it really my, do I love myself enough? You know, and that's, that's really all it is. It comes, it's that simple um, every day to do that. And your so, heart is a monitor. It, it tells you if it feels good, then you know you, you need to, you, that's what you need to do. That's essential. If it doesn't feel good, then you probably need to stop. And I have this beautiful lesson in Kauai because I was doing retreats and things. And we took some women out to the labyrinth. But I'd done it the day before. And I, there was thistles. 
It was kind of hard to get to the middle, and if you didn't know, you wouldn't find it. And it was thistles, and everyone took their shoes off. So I did it first, and then I went over and sat on the grass. And the voices said, this is your life, your journey. And basically, that's their journey. So they started walking it, and I wanted to run over and tell them about the thistles and how to get there. And my voice is like, absolutely not. Let them step on the thistles. Let them get lost. Isn't that funny? Because I will never forget that, because that's what I got from Quiet. It was always that small, still voice saying, you're doing it wrong, Dina. <laughs> you know. So if they're on a retreat, it's really important that they learn their own lessons, and I'm not always trying to guide them into enlightenment. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just, well, Hawaii, of course. <laughs> a lot of people know it's very healing. But just like that, on Orcas, it was, you know, they always, all the locals always say, um, this island is a healing island, but if it either embraces you or spits you out, <laughs> um, and, uh, the, you know, and if it spits you out, it's usually you do not, you're just not seeing the healing energy that you need to accept into your life. And so many people ended up going, I can't stay here any longer. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Get off. I said, quiet. They say the same thing. Like when I was in a bad space, my first two times there, I could tell I was getting booted off. And then my voice is like, you better change your tune. You better change it quick. And I did. And then the next day, people thought I lived there. It was just, but my energy was, um, I wasn't looking up. I wasn't looking up. And I want to bring on another one of my most amazing friends in the world. It's Professor Anthony Manna. Good morning, Anthony. Good morning. So good to be here. <laughs> I am I'm, just so blessed to have you two in my life. That's what I'm I got to loving, say. I'm, I'm, I'm loving listening to the dialogue. You know, I mean, the, the exchange, let me put it that way, about, you know, what self-love is. It's taken me a long, arduous journey. <laughs> well, I think we started with looking up. We started with, I think... You about maybe gosh six months ago a year ago you looked up on a show and we were like dang dang we yeah. did it and you were taught um, very young how not to look up so tell the listeners a little bit about that life where you weren't um, it was a spiritual practice but it wasn't helping you look up how's that well yeah well I mean you know and the thing is I I cannot believe that I I found this paragraph I went. The researcher that I am, I just got in my my head, self-love, what am I going to find? And I, I went out there and I went to Wikipedia of all places and I could not believe it, it, can, it says self-love can be conceptualized both as a basic human necessity and as a moral flaw akin to vanity and selfishness synonymous with conceitedness, egotism, narcissism, etc. And I just thought, what? That, that's why I went to confession for all those years. You know, I mean, I, and I, you know, and I feel so bad talking like this because I mean, I learned a lot about myself because of Catholicism, because I wound up in a monastery and because in the monastery, they, I learned so much about contemplation and about looking inward, but not from the, but it was like, you do not, you do not think about self-love because self-love, you're not humbled and you have to be humbled, you know? And so um, I just, you know, I, I just let go of that, you know? And uh, I mean, 
we actually would prostrate ourselves uh, on the altar uh, as a kind of a recognition of who we are, you know. And I mean, you couldn't get any further away from looking up there, you know. I mean, and you didn't dare do a cobra, let's say, for yoga or anything no, like that. God, you, no. just like, you were down, baby, <laughs> you know. And, uh, and that's when when they took part of your hair, they you know they would cut part of my hair and then they changed my name you know so there i lost a lot but i i i gained what i gained was i had been a pretty stupid person in so many ways all the way through my adolescence and so they just said to me um you have to discipline yourself now i i liked i liked it i, I was really happy about that because it was like going to boot camp in a in the catholic church you know and so I um I went on the, I went on the road, you know, and I did a lot of therapy and I did a lot of uh, you know healing practices as best I could. Um you know, and I I went through my hippie stage and that was really very liberating because I was around people who wanted to dance. You know, and I I think I told you before I I had wanted when I was growing up I wanted to dance. And I couldn't because I was in a family with sports figures. And I was told that dancing was for girls or something. I don't know, for fairy fruits. You ever seen Fred Astaire? <laughs> Have you yeah, ever you seen know, like right. touchdown dances and everything? <laughs> Any celebrations to that matter? Yeah, exactly. I, think, I think we're all right. <laughs> I think we're okay. Yeah, yeah we're okay. Yeah. So, but I mean, I, I just, uh, the interesting thing is in my, in my 40s, <laughs> I wound up going to dance classes and I loved every minute of it. You know, I used to drive uh, two hours from um, Hunt, uh, from Farmington, Maine, the university where I was employed to Portland, Maine on the coast, took my dance class for an hour and a half and then drove back, <laughs> you know, but it was, it was luxury. But I bet so. you that's when your life shifted too is... Well, again, we go back to me being a rock collector and, and doing all these weird things I've done with rocks. I mean, I'm still not accepted by my my family, my my one family, you know. But it's funny how the more I do the things that I like to do, the, and, and, and gosh, you have to give yourself permission to dance or permission. Oh, God, I remember dancing by myself. I just went dancing. I didn't ask a man to dance. It's one of the prescriptions, you know, like I as a female said, I'm not going to wait for a man to ask me to dance. If that's my favorite song, I'll go out and dance. And so I did. And everyone, I didn't know this over the years. They always thought I was with the band. See, I didn't know anything about that back then. So like no one asked me to dance because I'm by the speaker and they think I'm with one of the guys in the band. See how that worked out? And no one bothered me. And I was home by 1030 or something. But it changed my life. And I just think that right now, you two, I can see this. Well, we're learning together, all three of us. I mean, we're all the same. We're, we all have that same kind of throat chakra thing and a little bit of power issues and standing our ground. But um, Anthony and I have been doing the Zooms and the YouTubes together. We've been hanging out for over two plus years now. And it's been such a joy. We call it our church. It's been such a joy to see ourselves um, grow. We've learned so many lessons. I mean, Anthony knows everything about me. For the last couple of years, I mean, I fell off my step. It was a day that I was in a bad space. I was bending over backwards. And I, I remember thinking, I've got to take a vacation because I'm killing myself. And then I fell off a step, okay? 
And I mean, it was my fault because I couldn't say no. And I kept saying yes. And my body was talking to me, but I wasn't listening. So anyways, thank you, Anthony. Well, that, that, that's, so, that's so good for me to hear because I went through a series of, oh, I mean, what, what, what was it? My neck. I went into a six hour surgery on my neck, you know, and then prostate cancer and then this and then that. And I'm thinking I that that was the road, really. I mean, I, I was in a hospital bed with this thing on my neck for days. And I'm, th I'm thinking, you know what? I I got to be nice to myself here. And when I when I started meeting up with you, Dina Marie, when I started meeting up and you said something like, um, you can be kind to yourself, you know, and it was almost like I was going, <laughs> you know, okay. I mean, I had to start petting myself like I was an animal, or something, you know, <laughs> domesticated. And it, it was fantastic because that idea of going out, I live on eight acres of woods, right? Going out there and just looking at those patterns. And that's when I started seeing dance within nature. You know, I mean, and now, you know, I mean, nature's not always kind as we're learning from California these days, but I mean, sometimes it is. And when you, when I just saw the dance there, I realized that that's, that's where I need to be. And it was like, okay, I can be nice, you know? And then when you, you started teaching me about uh, heartfelt, uh, I love when you say that in your book, the crystal reading, and then heartfelt manifestations of yourself you know and and reaching out that way each day uh to um you know to make to to reserve yourself you know to to put yourself out there and i i just felt that that was also very helpful and giving ourselves permission to love ourselves it's so silly but we do have to learn that and then with supportive people in your life who love you it only gets bigger right so we're going to take our break you're listening to lift your spirits with dina marie we'll be right back back to sleep the door is round and open and the river's only lift your spirits with me dina marie on whidbey island i'll be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul retreats include a healing session for your body your mind and your spirit you receive a Reiki session plus a chakra reading, experience a labyrinth in the woods, take a walk on the beach, and enjoy downtown Langley with me. Retreats are customized for you or a group of friends. You can visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Island time is waiting for you. Feeling the need to get away and reconnect with Mother Nature? Located on Whitby Island, Earth Sanctuary is a peaceful and magical sculpture garden, nature reserve, and retreat center with two miles of nature trails, three bird-filled ponds, and a variety of powerful sacred spaces, including a labyrinth, stone circles, and medicine wheels. Come and enjoy the wonders of nature and experience personal renewal, spiritual growth, and healing today. Visit earthsanctuary.org or the Earth Sanctuary on Facebook for more information. Hello, my name is Sharon Maureen, the owner of Twin Peaks Nutrition and Wellness in North Bend, Washington. I am a life coach, mentor, and I am the creatrix of the Solation System, looking at nutrition, offering tools, techniques, and routines to help women thrive through challenges and change. I offer decades of expertise as an herbalist, fitness coach, and health enthusiast. I can customize a program uniquely for you 
expanding your inner strength, wisdom, and resiliency through small, daily commitments to yourself. Reach out to me today at SharonMarine.com. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 AM KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries. You can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Miss a show on KKNW? Check out 1150kknw.com for podcasts of many of our programs. That's 1150kknw.com. And the river's Thank you for joining us this morning we're lifting our spirits and we're talking about self-love 101 with anthony manna and samantha blodell Woohoo! okay um from my book i'm going to read chakra prescriptions for the fourth chakra your heart okay here's what i prescribe hold hands talk about how you feel buy flowers and date yourself talk or smile at a stranger tell someone you love them Play a game with your family, volunteer in your community, love someone for no reason at all, ha <laughs> get a massage, look in the mirror and say, you, I love myself just the way I am. I invented that one when I was doing aerobics. Um, learn Reiki, healing touch, uh, listen to Gregorian chants, wear pink or green, eat green foods or vegetables. Oh, and send yourself a valentine. I did... All these Valentine cards, and I had clients send them val- themselves Valentines. <laughs> but these are all things I just came up with. I called it Montessori for adults. And then they would go next door and do their prescriptions. And it, buying flowers, that was huge. That was a big deal for me at one point. You know, it was a big deal for me not to cut my own hair at one point. That's how bad I was. I was always last. And if there wasn't enough, I was the one that said, it's no big deal. I'll go without. Um, and I also think that you um, project your thoughts. So if I'm always thinking bad about myself or I'm unworthy, then who am I going to attract? So it's really important that we do self-care and we do self-love and we are actually putting ourselves just a little bit on a pedestal sometimes, right? Right, Sam? Yes. (laughs) Yes. And that's, you know, I, I still struggle with that. Because there's times that I, I, people are like, look at all you've done. <laughs> you've helped so many people. And, and, um, and there again, it's like the, the feeling that I have to do more for the world. You know, <laughs> um, we, you know if, I, if I could save the world, I would. <laughs> and, and obviously I can. So <laughs> um, even though that whole saying I can't and I can is a whole um, idea it really is about when you love yourself you so love yourself you'll radiate that and you'll inspire people to love themselves and then you will change the world it's just about us not everything's an inside job we don't have to if something's wrong on the outside, you can't fix it with something that was created on the outside. You have to fix it with with a different frequency, a different vibration. 
Yeah. And my so, intention is my, I'm open to receiving the abundance of the universe, and then I spread my arms out. And I know that you've changed because you just had a birthday, and you were just shocked how many people gave to you. But this time you didn't say no. You said, bring it on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, my mantra right now is I am flowing with love, joy, and freedom. And it just, it kind of gives me chills when I say it freedom. because it really is when you're in the flow of, of, of who you really are, you said uh, things just start to unfold for you. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to pick it apart. You don't have to do everything. Sometimes it's about trusting that your eternal spirit has got your back. <laughs> you, you don't have to work so hard. And that's, I have to say something about you two. I never had to work for our relationship, ever. I have never, ever, and Samantha, I've known for years, I've never felt, oh, blah. If I call you, it's because I want to and I'm excited. If I hear from you and, and Anthony, our conversations each week totally lift my spirits. And um, I have to say, during our, our stunt stint together, Anthony started writing and he did have some writer's block and, you know, things have changed definitely, but you started writing pieces and um, was looking up and then learning self-love, expressing yourself, saying no, which you just did a really big thing. You told someone without feeling the guilt that you didn't want to be on a board anymore. You wanted to, but you've been wanting to do this for a year. Mm -hmm. So recently yeah. you just did it. Yeah, but I, yeah, I know. And I, I struggled with that, uh, you know, because I'm, I'm listening to Sam talking about the more, you know, like you're, you think you have to give more, you know, and, uh, you know, to, to learn that you don't is, um, is a revelation, you know, and that's, that's being, you know, submitting my retirement from that literary arts board was um, a big issue for me. And I felt cleansed when I did it. <laughs> There's another thing that's starting to really irritate you. And I used to do this too. Those organizations that as soon as you give them money, they want more. And then another organization figures out that you're giving money. And then all of a sudden you got 20 things coming to your mail, making you feel guilty. Like the little boy in South America that I kept giving money to. I have no idea if he even existed. But, you know, each month I wrote a check. And, and uh, there's a lot of things I've seen over a long period of time that they don't go to those places. They are being actually, they're swindling you, but we feel obligated. We feel guilt. Talk about that, Anthony Mana. Well, I, well, I mean, I started, I started uh, piling these, uh, these um, solicitations. So I had a pile like this because I thought, well, what I'll do now is I'll just reach in there and grab one. And that's what I'll do this month. I'll give to the, cancer foundation you know because i was saved by the by cancer doctors and i thought well that's my obligation you know and then um oh and then the other one that really gets to me is when they send me calendars and i must have received 10 of them you know for the year 2023 and i was saving them all thinking well i'll just put them up on my walls all around the place or something. <laughs> reminding you <laughs> But, you know, I have yeah. to say the word, okay, this is a word I don't use, obligation. If I feel obligated, I absolutely do not do it. If I don't feel guilt anymore, I used to feel that sinking feeling of like, oh, God. And it's, it's sympathy. It's not empathy. It's like, oh, God. And I almost did it the other day. I was going to do something I did not want to do. And I could feel that 
that guilt and it's not mine and I didn't want to do it. And, and I'm glad that I, I can feel that and then lift my spirits and get back up to where things make sense again. So that's actually lowering your chakras. You're going to do something you don't want to do. So you're, you're seeing a picture in your mind's eye of you doing something you don't want to do. You're not using your throat chakra because you're not saying um, no. And then you're not using your heart chakra because it doesn't feel good. And all of a sudden you're in the mosh pit of emotions. And then that's when resentment, that's what that happens with that resentment. That's what can kill you is resentment. So how about that, um, Samantha? What do you think about that? Um, yeah, resentment is the number one um, emotion that um, I, I work on with all my clients um, they and, and friends um, and myself. You know, I, the, the thing is, it's it really is that forced, like you said, the forced energy. When in my previous life where I worked in food and beverage, um, I would work at, at places where they were all like, okay, we're all going to donate money to this charity. And they got so mad at me if I said, no, it just doesn't feel right for me. It, and I truly was not being mean. I give to charities. I do. I do all kinds of stuff. But I just really didn't feel like it was the right thing. And they're like, you're not a team player and you're cruel. And I'm thinking, what is wrong with you? It's not about just throwing things like we were just saying. You don't just throw things at stuff and think that it'll solve the problem. It has to wonder. I mean, people and, and the environment, everything has to change as far as the unfolding of knowing who they are, you know, it's not that you're um, you throw things at it and it and it's a it's just a quick fix. It's kind of like I'm not going to go into it, but it is like our um, pharmaceutical situation in the world is that a lot of the pills and yes, I'm not a doctor, but a lot of the pills from my experience um, just numb the situation and yes it goes away as far as might go away for, for uh, your everyday life but it really is always under the surface still there waiting for you to let it go and change it and really love yourself my first you know? song, my first song in the morning was comfortably numb pink floyd and it just you know it's just one more shot and here you go but you know i do have clients that they, they are numb and they don't say they don't they don't even know what they're doing. I'm not being negative. It's just it puts you in a space of um, numbness, like you said, and you can't make good decisions when you're there. So what can we do? First of all, try natural cures if you can. I talked to a friend, and I had a friend that was on the show, and he, and he had something go on. I said, if drugs weren't available, what would you have done differently? He said, I would have picked up the phone and called a friend. You know, 10, 15 years later, you know, he's still on a, on a medication. But, yeah, he would have picked up a phone. In the olden days, that's what we did. Or we wouldn't cry or, or something. Or we wrote a letter um, to somebody, and now we just burn them. We don't have to give them to people. But, yeah, there's, there's this thing, and we're doing it to ourselves. So if I say yes when I mean no, I'm betraying myself. I'm going to attract people that will betray me because I have that imprint. So every time you love yourself and you do things that bring you joy, then you're going to attract different people. But like you said, that's how we change the world. Right, Sam? Yes. Yeah, it really is. And the, so, you know, like, like we're saying, we're in reality. Our heads aren't <laughs> in the sand about 
that there that that is a challenging world <laughs> and it has been a challenging last three years um for for a lot of people and so it's not that we're not saying we're you know we we understand that there's challenging things in life but it is, has uh, has a lot to do with the control thing if you can't you know if it, this is not about control when you like you said when you go into your heart space it's just this wonderful flowing effortless just like going down the river you know and you're you're floating down the river and you're it's wonderful you're having a great time but when you try to control it your your boat starts spinning around and around and around <laughs> and you don't you you don't keep going straight down the river so it really is about you kind of going oh okay something's got to give because i keep spinning around and around <laughs> and I'm not getting uh, getting anywhere i'm so visual so, so here i'm on the right now i'm floating and then obviously I'm, i was getting dizzy <laughs> I, I am so and that's why i have to say that's why i loved anthony's writing so in the last two years we've been through a lot and uh he he would he came up with writings and I might be sitting in my car at the beach or the park or something. And we have our our call. This is before we did the Zoom, and um, he would read a piece. And what he would it's like me as a child being read to by an an adult. Like he was reading to me, but it was helping me keep my higher chakras open. So just like your metaphor with the boat, I was in the boat, and now I want Anthony to, to read one of his pieces. But it I believe that helped me. God helped me with Anthony's writings keep my higher chakras open when there was things I didn't want to see. I was closing down. So uh, Anthony's a gift. Do you want to read to us? Yeah, I can. I mean, I, I, I went to uh, a piece that I wrote quite a while ago, and actually it's called, I mean, I titled it Pathways to Self-Love. And it, it came from a quotation in your book where you say, self-love is associated with the heart chakra. Its color is pink. Loving yourself is a prerequisite prerequisite to healing those around around us, around you. I, I love that idea that, you know, by, by, by beginning here in the heart, you know, and, uh, and, and, and finding that expression that you, you find love outside too, you know? And so I, I went on here and I just said, uh, Dina Marie, our second spirit lifting exploration of mindfully alert, soulfully aligned, spiritually enlightened pathways to self-love as laid out in the chakra-powered, crystal-electrified domain you lovingly, graciously constructed illumination by revealed, revered, I should say, revered illumination in your book, Our Energy Matters, The Art of Crystal Reading, where soul searchers like me learn how to manifest their heartfelt intentions. Folks, let's open with a glorified awareness of the manifestation, durable significance of self-love. As her seekers, we meditate on the intuition which guides her angelically to make this life alert, calming pronouncement in the midst of the chaos that surrounds our daily reckonings. And here, are her self-love 101 thoughts, creeds, and beliefs, beliefs, and I'm quoting you here, without conscious connection with our own inspiration, we only have so much universal life force energy to give away before we deplete ourselves completely. We have to take the time to feed our spirits, and you call that the oxygen mask, which 
makes me, I love that. Then we can give to others. Taking a little time for yourself can refuel you energetically so you can continue to assist the ones you love. See, I love that. I love that reciprocity. And then in the midst of this writing, which I, I you know, I mean, I don't want to go on forever with this, but I mean, I came across a poem in a, a, a novel called Confessions of a Wallflower. And the author, uh, Dixon, Dizen says, you deserve a love that's deeper than the ocean, a love that's brighter than the sun, a love that's higher than the mountains, a love that you can only find inside yourself. <laughs> and I just, you know, I, I kick my heel, you know, my, my heels, kick, 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 jump up. <laughs> do a, uh, a, you know, a, a plie. All I know is like, <laughs> when we're talking, you'll make me laugh the way, I, I, like a kid laughs. It's a belly laugh. And you say the funniest things and I just like, okay. And we might be having a bad day, but at the very end of our conversation, it's reciprocal. We are a, a team. We're collaborating. And if you could have one relationship in your life like that, your whole life will change. But I remember being the one that had all the parties. I'm the one that cleaned up the mess afterwards. I'm the one that volunteered. I mean, and the more I volunteered, the more they wanted me to volunteer. And that's when I got that rheumatic fever. I was doing too much, and I never did anything for myself. It was just ridiculous. And it's, it's a, it was, I was running my life on guilt. And when I figured out how it feels to be guilty and I quit doing it, then good things started to happen to me. And then we fall back, right? And then we get into that, like, we're kind of going the wrong direction. That's why that time alone and refueling and filling up your cup, then you go out and you make better decisions. Now I want to fill my cup all day long. So I got to figure something. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm actually filling up my cup pretty much all day long because I'm doing things I want to do around people I enjoy being with. I still make money. It's who changed their tune? It's me. The world's not going to change for me. So it's one of those, the metaphysical stuff. It actually works <laughs> if we practice. Right. So, that's, so, so Sam, tell the listeners about what you do. Um, I've seen Oris since I was a little girl. And um, so the bulk of what I do is tell people the seven layers of the aura. Just like we have seven chakras, we also have seven layers of our aura. And, um, and um, it's basically, you know, the colors are not about colors themselves. They are, they're not good or bad auras. They, they're not a judgment. They're a reflection of what's going on. So you can, your aura can change at any time. So basically I lead them through when any situation that's going on with them, if they're having an issue, um, it usually shows up in your aura. It's like the information superhighway for what's going on in your system. So I just basically, most of what I do is we tap into your aura and see what, what colors there are. I mean, I'm 58 years old. And so I've been doing it since I was very little. So, of course, I know kind of, oh, when I see that color, it means this and that. But, you know, there's meanings also. So I also get into the meaning for the person because there again, um, some colors have a vibration that you don't care for. <laughs> <laughs> that are in your aura you know and um my I always bring this up my mother does not like orange 
And orange always shows up in her aura when she's having an issue. <laughs> so it tells you that, you know, life is this wonderful rainbow of colors um, and all kinds of shades. And so, but um, yeah, and so I'm always about, well, um, it's a vibration. You know, everything's a vibration. Everything is energy, like like your book. And so it is about um, not so much focusing on, oh, I'm not doing the right thing as, oh, what do I want to reflect to the world now? You know, it's how can people reach you? Oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, my website is AuraJoyHealingArts.com. And, um, and so I have all my information on there and I do, I, I am on TikTok as the aura lady. Um, and then, um, I do have a YouTube channel, but I don't focus on that as much, unfortunately, <laughs> but, um, and, but on my YouTube channel, I also do have a lot of videos on the colors and what they mean. So it is informative. It's very educational and you've done quite a few and Anthony Mana encouraged me <laughs> to do our zoom that turned into a YouTube. So, uh, how, how can people reach us? Anthony L. Mana? Well, it's, uh, if, if people want to reach me, it's, it's Anthony at Anthony And, and what they'll find there is that my, my background is in literacy development. And so, it's um, my my website is all about um, reading and writing young young children, very young children. I love that part the best, I think. And then it goes into tweens and teens and new adults. And it's a lot about reading and writing. And there are interviews, and there's an interview with you and my Podbean podcasts on my website, um, and interview interviews with a lot of writers and spirit folks you know that's the one i love writers who were spirit folks and, and it uh, was lucas and the game of chance that brought us together because it was a spiral and a snake and it was all chakra-y to me <laughs> and then we had the interview and we've been talking every week for almost two plus years and we came up with this oh because of his writings so we do a zoom and then it goes onto youtube and it's under anthony Elmana. Um, um, Anthony L. Mana YouTube, but then there's anthonymanabooks.com, so you can reach out there. But yeah, I share it on my Facebook page and lift your spirits. And I can't tell you, I, I put it as an intention to do YouTube and out of the blue, <laughs> I didn't like it at first, but we do it and we have a lot of fun. And like I said, we don't do it for anyone but ourselves because each week our meeting, we say it lifts our spirits, but it also keeps our hearts open, which, you know, that's a good prescription. Precisely. I just want to say how much I love you too during this February um, self-love 101 <laughs> and love other people too. Green and pink, you got to balance, balance the act there. So start with yourself, expand your light, everything will be all right, and then you'll have energy to give to other people. I love you both. And uh, let's see, I can be reached at dina-marie.com. I'm doing my retreats. If you want to come out to Whidbey Island and refuel, you can do that. And then, uh, yeah, I just want to thank Anthony, Anthony and Samantha for being on the show. And um, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Probably, Anthony. I'll see Anthony tomorrow. And Sam, you and I will be talking because you got some big change coming up in your life. And then I'll have you back on the show. Thank, thank you, Dean. You. All right. Thank you. Yay. Thank you, Benny Mathers. 
Join us next week for more people, places, and activities that will lift your spirits. Give me back tomorrow taking all that I can stand. Throw the weight of the world from the palm of your hand. Gather round the fire, together we will rise. Keep your feet on the ground, keep your eye on the prize. Oh, don't turn away, no, don't go back. Next train's coming down the track. No.